Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con. Log on to DenverComicCon.com to buy your tickets today. Denver Comic-Con is part of Pop Culture Classroom, a three-day mile-high extravaganza at the Colorado Convention Center. This year, we're, uh, we, they're focusing on the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. They have a special panel with a bunch of Star Trek vets. They got everybody there, man. Yeah, you can, cool. you can check it out. Um, but not only that, they have several other things that you can, you know, for if you have little ones, they have pop culture classroom where kids can partake in activities, and it's a whole spot on the convention floor for just little kids. Yeah, it's cool. Many things at Denver Comic Con. I don't know why Brad is so against like hiding this bag from my kid. <laughs> we talk about. I just turned it towards him so he could get to the fries because he, he's too dumb to stay in one spot. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, no, it's because you keep on moving it, so he's trying to get to the other side. You son of a bitch. <laughs> My kid's oh, not dumb. Man. You're dumb, Brad. Oh, hey, hey. That may be true, but... Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And the show just ended. Yeah, Good night, everybody. because Brad is some total fucking prick. What, All you right. can't introduce the show without getting derailed? Oh, no, I can't. I thought you were a pro. I am a pro. His, his kid's really good at derailing things. Yes. That's all it is. Um, anyways, when we go see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House this week. Hi, Tim League here from Alamo Draft House, and I want to talk to you about our next Draft House Recommends title. This movie is called Green Room, and is by director Jeremy Saulnier, who right now probably is not a household name, but I think possibly he will be soon. He's the first director to ever have this auspicious honor to be in Draft House Recommends twice. So this movie stars Patrick Stewart and also has Alias Shawcat in it from Arrested Development. Uh, it's about a punk band. I'm not going to tell you too much more about it, but it's absolutely stunning. It won top honors at Fantastic Fest as the number one uh, audience award pick by a landslide, and I think you will find it awesome as well. Hi, Henry. Hi, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I'll introduce everybody. Everybody knows everyone. Neat. <laughs> Ryan, Brad, Henry, James. Yay! Yay! Hey, every it. episode is someone's first. Yeah, and they're going to be like, "Uh, oh, this guy who's talking right now is awesome." Um. So, uh, or sounds sick is playing at the. Uh, Alamo Draft House. You mean Akira? Yep. Um, or I'm pretty sure that's Akira? said like 700 times in that movie. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a character's name. Denver Actors Fund is Sweeney Todd. Ooh, cool. The beer dinner is Dazed and Confused. Cool. I don't know what this is, but the title is sweet. The Empire of Corpses. <laughs> uh, science Friction is Dark City. Awesome. Feast is featuring Steve, Alamo's favorite film. Cool. Inherent Vice. Oh, yeah, I'm going to that. Nice. nice. What's the feast? What, what are they I have no idea. 
Steve asked me to go, so I'm going. I don't think if there's anything like noteworthy that it's in that film that's food wise. Can't really remember. Yeah, maybe those serve you butthole because Yaqueen Phoenix always has his finger up his butt when he's about to get attacked. Oh, that's okay. All right, remember? Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, that? that is a, that is a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yep. Uh huh. That's a, that's a real thing. good. Is the uh, hard target craft dinner? Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, was the movie good? <laughs> it is what it is and has been for the last 20 years yeah uh but they did jambalaya uh chicken and shrimp jambalaya which was nice cool really tasty so that's right yeah, this this uh, this Orleans movie yeah. yeah the beer dinners are always really good oh yeah or the feasts yeah. whichever they which are. i didn't really drink the beers that much <laughs> oh yeah oh no i when i did the friday the 13th one i didn't drink any of them yeah. I well, I did um, Rocky Four and found like one of my new favorite beers that night. Yeah, um, I was really glad. Yeah, because it like forced me to drink beers that I normally wouldn't order. Um, and it was neat. They won't give me beer, so I'm not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we got a young one here. Hey, sorry. <laughs> uh, the 30th anniversary of Blue Velvet. Oh, Ooh. a serious man. Ooh, cool. I like that one. The Alamo Kids Camp is cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Sweet. I still need to watch that. In a Lonely Place, Nashville with James Elroy. Cool. Mad Tiger and James's favorite film of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. Wait, what night is Raiders? Is Raiders? Um, it doesn't say. Because I, I don't think I've seen that at the Alamo yet. I may have to go to that. I've seen it in theaters before, obviously, but not. It's a great movie. Oh, no, I saw it when they re-released it. Yeah. A couple years ago, I saw it there, yeah. Uh, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw The Jungle Book. Should I say John Favreau's The Jungle Book? Disney's The Jungle Book. You have to, especially this week when they retitled Jungle Book Origins to just Jungle Book. So now there are two Jungle Book movies this year. We we do need to like. Uh, that was delayed till like 2018. John Favreau's Disney's Jungle Book. Sounds good. It's like Marvel's Disney's The Avengers. Exactly. So, uh, I'm going to bring up our listeners up to speed. Brad rolled into my house with uh, stuff from Freddy's. <laughs> oh, good. He's sprinkling and all he, over the carpet. That's fine. My, my dog will it. And he was saying, there's nothing left in there. Your kid's a piece of shit. And so he, my, said, he did say he was too stupid, yes. Yes. So, my son has now found a bunch of French fries. <laughs> yeah. After you said they were gone. You asshole. They boy. were going to be gone because I was going to eat them all, but he would not stop stealing from me. Good. All you do is give him one. You can never have just one, right? <laughs> so we'll also talk about movies we've been watching, movie news. Uh, yeah, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray. Yep. We like movies. <laughs> All right. What are we doing first? I don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, let's do uh, let's do news. In other news. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do... Da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Oh, guys, Spider Man is homecoming. I was just gonna say, do you want to start with uh, <laughs> Spider Man or with the other big story from this? Ah, uh, it's really not that. It's no, no, no. Spider Man is cool. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, it's going to be called Homecoming. And the other thing is that, uh, or at least the rumor, is that it's going to be the Vulture. Yeah. And then they went and got the Birdman to play the Vulture. Well, is that, has that been confirmed? I thought it was just kind no, of... No, no, no. Uh, it's still rumor. Oh, right, cool. I he's, sure. uh, he's circling it. Yeah. Nice Vulture joke. Thank you. Aha! Um, I try. People are pointing out how ironic it is that his big reclaim to fame was a film about how superhero movies are stupid, and now he's starring in another superhero movie. So... Yeah. You know, whatever. Money, gotta make as, money somehow, as a bird. So. He, he was yeah. great as the villain in the RoboCop remake. Yeah. He's a good actor. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that movie. Man. Yeah. Or that he was the villain. Yeah. So, It'll yeah. be fine. It'll yeah. be good. I think Should that would be, be really cool. Uh, I mean, they're saying the best part of Captain America is Spider-Man. Well, yeah. they're saying it's a really good part. It's probably Don't, don't part. get hyperbolic. It's going to be your favorite part, sure. Is there, anything, is there any significance to the word homecoming in the comics? Because I don't really lost Spider-Man. Um, so there is one where he uh, comes back from Secret Wars with his black costume. Uh-huh. And, yeah. That's... Oh, man, oh, okay. is he going to get a black costume? Is he going to have Venom oh, in it? Oh, God, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have hope that it's going to be Mysterio. But... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll go, like, salvage Sam Raimi's original Vulture story. Yeah. And make it. And we'll, we'll get a really good interview from him where he's like, holy shit. They finally figured out I was right this whole time. But um, So the other big news uh, from this week was that for about 36 hours there, AMC became the devil. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think we have to talk about this too much because it, most people either heard about it or don't care. And then now it's um, over too. So it's... And, well, and it's over. And, like, there's no, there's no argument here, right? So yeah. AMC came out and said, like, hey, we think that, you know, we might start letting people text in theaters. And everybody online lit them on fire, and then they came back 36 hours later and were like, okay, we won't do that. I tweeted uh, Alamo's response to their CEO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you're not the only one. Like, a lot of people were really pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. But so here's the thing nobody's on the other side of this, or at least very, nobody that I give a damn about. Um, The the real problem here is the way he said what he said, um, and the fact that he. He made this statement about how you can't tell a 22-year-old to put their phone down or turn their phone off because that's like chopping off their arm. As a 19-year-old, you can. Yeah, like <laughs> a, it's such a belittling and stupid and close-minded yeah. statement that it wasn't just that he said something that nobody agreed with. It was that he put his foot in his mouth at the same time he said yeah. it. So he just looked like a complete moron. Yeah. Um, I think he's like a new CEO, too, and he's like, oh, whoops. And he, his statement is, is pretty funny, his yeah. return statement. Well, you know, he's, he's coming into this company that is probably not doing as well financially uh, as it as it has been. And so they're hoping that they can like figure something out to be innovative and shake things up and be disruptive in the market, right? Which is what any CEO moving into that position is going to do. So what does he do? He goes and looks and goes like, well, what's the last thing anyone would do? What if we did that? Um, I don't understand movie theaters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think... In in other markets, there's probably not as much passion from your customer base as there is here, right? Like, there's not a lot of markets where people really feel that um, close to the product that they're consuming. Yeah. Uh, but this is the thing that people really care about. So. Yeah. Did you see? He said he was gonna. They were gonna invest two billion into making the experience better. And I was like, like half the Disney or the Star Wars <laughs> Disney sale. Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess theaters aren't doing that bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I mean. Um, People are still seeing movies. Yeah, I mean. when you clear, you know, twelve billion dollars in revenue. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're still a big company. It's yeah, just you got to find, but you got to find ways to differentiate yeah. differentiate yourself from the others. And AMC's fine. I mean, they already have like 
the one at Bulls has reclining chairs. You can order drinks. Yeah. You know, I mean, but do more what stuff like that. A lot yeah. of what they're doing is figuring out, okay, how do we build margin into this model that's mm-hmm. outside of the movie tickets? Because the movie tickets don't, they don't have any control over that, right? Which is where the whole food thing comes from, is they can make a lot of money on food. Um, you know, they're, the food at an AMC theater is not great. It's okay, but it's not great. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there, I don't know. I've I've had like you know chicken fingers and stuff yeah, like that. Brad got chicken fingers one right. time and they didn't look right. <laughs> yeah, I mean they the whole thing is designed so that fourteen year olds can run the whole company. Um, yeah. So like all the fryers back there are things where like you dump you dump frozen chicken in one end and then you never see it or touch it until it dumps out the other end perfectly yeah. fried. You know it's those machines. So yeah, uh, you you you're you're gonna get a very specific kind of food there. I think my son thought we were too boring. I've never seen my son just like walk away. Yeah, he's just like, well, he's back. So fuck it. Oh, all right. Well, he need to show us this bag. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, he must be a little lady. <laughs> oh, no, I think he so, has uh, finger puppets in here. Oh, uh, Batman. You know why we have all these? Because my wife buys so much makeup that um, we have hundreds of those bags. Why did they give you? Did they give you free bags when you? It was originally. I thought you were gonna say she got someone to make up that it was bundled with like finger puppets one time. (laughs) (laughs) Probably has been. Do they give you like free stuff when you buy a bunch of makeup? Oh yeah, dude. That's what my wife and her mom do. They just walk up and down the makeup counters Mm -hmm. and say, "What's the free gift today? (laughs) You buy thirty dollars worth of makeup, you get blah 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 blah." These finger puppets. Yes. Weird. Uh, Batman: The Killing Joke is officially rated R. It's good. So that's interesting. interesting. I, I'm always torn on that story because I'm a Batgirl fan. Well, yeah, but, that's but a, I was reading that they have like a 50 minute prologue with just her. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I think part of her story in that is pretty interesting, even in the original book. Um, so, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, though, I mean, really, to get in our rating, other than saying the F word twice, like, man, what yeah. is there? Is, is I mean, she's sexually assaulted and uh, paralyzed in that book, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I so guess that's PG thirteen. I, I guess I kind of <laughs> hoped they wouldn't show that. Um, but either way, uh, <laughs> Marvel's uh, Marvel's The Defenders TV show is getting the showrunners for Daredevil, which no one is surprised by. Yeah. Um, we got a picture of Scarlett Johansson from Ghost in the Shell. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, Brett, are you excited about a, a Ghost in the Shell uh, live action film? I mean, I'll give it a chance, but usually these things don't turn out well. So I mean, it was the last time well. Dragon Ball Z. So I mean, yeah. oh, not a great I, track record. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a different kind of a, a wheelhouse. That's true, but um, there is the argument that Scarlett Johansson is beautiful. So yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, I mean, now there is also the argument that Scarlett Johansson's not Asian, which apparently uh, Nick Fury's also not black in comics. So well, but here's Tom the thing: Tom Cruise isn't Asian either. And the they put the effort in and tried tomorrow. to make her look Asian, and it didn't work out. So yeah. here's the thing. If anyone is surprised by the fact that Hollywood is racist against Asians, I don't know what rock you've been living under. Yeah. Like, this isn't new. Um, the difference is that people will go see a movie with Scarlett Johansson in it, and there's, like, that's the end of it. It's also, like, one of the things they might be changing, like, because we don't really know much about the project right now. Yeah. They could be changing it to, like, take place in America, and she might change her name to be a American-based name. I don't know. Sure. I've never seen Drogues in the Shell, so I'm not sure if that's important or not. But but that that, that kind of quote-unquote whitewashing is exactly what people are mad about. Yeah. But, again, the problem is much well, bigger than... I'm mad than... that Nick Fury's not white in right, uh, the... the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. Did he turn black in the comics, like, later on? Because it isn't, like, the ultimate yes, version black. Yeah, the ultimate, yes, the ultimate yeah. version is, yeah. yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I, just, I know. I really don't get it. Um, it's just... 
for me, the conversation is much larger than, hey, we're adapting this thing from Japan and everyone should be Japanese. Like, no. How about, I want to see, why is it Ryan Reynolds that's in Criminal and not some other Asian dude whose wife is really sad when he dies? Like, how, how come the, it's 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 much broader than that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't... See, to me, because I don't think this way, I don't know... Are casting people and movie people like, um, you know, uh, I don't want Asian people in this because I hate them. It's, it's a general... Um, it's a bankability. Yeah, you know? it's a general well, no, stigma I get that. where they put, they put Scarlett Johansson in it because it's going to be a two hundred million dollar movie, and they need to make their money. Right, back. and yeah. I I totally agree with them from a business standpoint. I one hundred percent agree with casting this movie white. Yeah. That is not the problem. The problem is that when when studios go to cast big films, they don't cast. Uh, they they tend to see. Asians as a very specific stereotype, yeah. and as a result, those guys tend to not get some of the roles that they they could or should get. Yeah. Like that's so, like, really it is. This is a well, deeply like, seated. Fairy, then let me know. I think the rest of the cast is actually uh, like notable Asian actors. So I, and I hope they're surrounded by a good supporting. Yeah. Um, really, it's no. just it's a deeply seated issue that's much bigger than than this one movie is my. And point. overall, if you're not if you're not gonna cast an Asian woman, whatever, just make a good film. Yeah, exactly. Like, that should be the priority. Right. Like, so yeah. um, I will totally forget this entire film if it's a kick ass film. So one hundred percent. So I agree. Ah, everything's breaking. Um, New computer. No, no, no. I mean, because Callan's throwing stuff all over the place. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was ironic that you got a new computer and now it's breaking. No, uh, no, that part is working just fine. Um, hey, we got a trailer for Doctor Strange this week. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You see they whitewashed that one, too? I know, yes. they did. Tilda Swinton's playing. Yeah, wow. they whitewashed with some English chick. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like, uh, I don't even realize, because I'm not racist at all. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. And so I don't even realize until someone says, hey, guess what? That was supposed to be an Asian person. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, the for me, it's not, hey, that was supposed to be an Asian person. It's more like, hey, how come I never see any Asian people? <laughs> like, that's my problem. My, my problem is more like, you know, um, I don't know why I bring up Criminal again, but like Criminal, I'm watching Criminal, and it's this very diverse cast, except for the fact that there's not a single Asian person anywhere. Um, and it just feels like that, that's, that stigma is still very rampant. So anyway. Yeah, on. it looks interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's that really cool effect with all the... Um, New York City moving yeah. in like different places. The inception kind yeah. of thing, yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I like Scott Derrickson. Yeah. Doctor Strange, I think, could be a huge part of the MCU, too. Like, I mean, it's it's really the yeah. door to all their magical characters, so. Yeah. And it has uh, James Sperry, the villain, Hannibal. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about it. looking. Yeah. And Chitwit Elephor as the sidekick, so. Oh, Chitwit Elephor. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um... Got him. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of news about the Star Trek TV show, um, but I don't think any of this is really for sure yet. There's yeah. some talk about it maybe being an anthology series and being set between the they OG released, uh, and the next gen series. Uh, art for the Star Trek Wrath of Khan director's cut. Oh yeah, that Blu-ray looks awesome. Man, yeah. It's funny. I've been like trying to convince. I've realized recently that my roommate Dan has never. Uh, he has. He still hasn't seen Into Darkness, and he's never seen any of the original series uh, movies. Um, so I told him, I was like, "You need to watch two, four, and six before you watch Into Darkness." I don't even know if that's necessarily true. Like, I don't think it's necessary. It's really true, but I really want to get him to watch those three movies. It'd be a fun experiment to see what happens when you watch Into Darkness before Wrath of Khan. Like, does the 
yeah just do the reveals transfer right yeah um, i'll say that i've seen into darkness without seeing any of the other star trek stuff oh um, okay I, you... I like it i mean like i had obviously i knew about that ending so like i could kind of understand where it was going but like it was fun still i enjoyed it still well now i'm curious like what effect it'll have on your viewing of wrath of Khan. yeah because i still have not seen any other star trek films so hmm. It's one of the things that I know it's a series I should probably get into at some point and just oh, yeah. back burner. So yeah, watch two and then four and then six. Cool. These movies are great. In that order? Uh, yeah, and then ten, and then eight and then eleven and twelve. There's eleven of them. There's twelve of them. There's twelve films. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I just told you to watch six of the. Jesus 12. Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. Um, See you in three months. And I like the first one. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying don't watch the other ones. I'm saying watch them in that order, right? I mean, the first one you saw was two. That's a pretty uh, good place to The first one I saw was six. Oh, really? I thought that when we went to see Wrath of Khan that time, that that no. was the first one. No, oh, long okay. before Real Nerds Podcast, I showed him yep. Star Trek Six for another commentary. Yep. Oh, that's weird. And then I just watched it, and I didn't comment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just that's, like, that's isn't rare. this cool, Ryan? Isn't this cool? <laughs> I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who killed this guy, man? <laughs> Cool. Who are uh, these people? <laughs> I am pretty sure that's news, unless I forgot something. Uh, they got on the trailer for Suicide Squad, but that was like, oh, oh yeah. I'm not sure if you talked about that last week. So you know, no, I'm starting to think. I, I was I was reading a lot of uh, an interview with the director, mm-hmm. and he's saying that Batman's tied to all of them. I'm I'm thinking they're introducing all these characters, and Batman's locking them all up. Yeah, well, like, I mean, they're, they're going to show him like how he gets each one of them because yeah. the guy who plays uh, Killer Croc said he had scenes with Batman. Yeah, that's oh dude. So I'm guessing that. My son just grabbed my dick. <laughs> now Cuck can come back to that t- ten oh, years later. What was left of it. Yeah. He's so excited and clapping and doesn't know why we all think this is so funny. Yeah, that's Brad. You can drink as much of that as you want. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Ingest my AIDS. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we see Batman in the trailer for it. Yeah, so my guess is yeah. the the whole first half of the movie is Batman wrangling yeah. him up or like, this is Killer Croc. And yeah. then they show how he was caught by Batman. Yeah. And, or like uh, one thing that I thought, like when I first saw the trailer, so one thing I noticed that like the Batman in the trailers is a lot like thinner than like Ben Affleck's Batman. Oh. So like what I'm thinking is that like, I think that's all like a ruse. Or, I mean, this, I'm talking about my ass, but, but like, also the stuff that you see him doing in the trailer is a lot more aerobic. Yes. So what I'm assuming is going to happen in the trailer, or like, because he's like flying off, jumping off bridges and like doing the car stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not like where Ben Affleck's Batman was a lot more punch, punch kind of thing besides yeah. the whole cloth thing. Well, you had to have that, that montage. Might, well, that, might yeah. be, that might be a flashback Batman. Well, he's he was... what I'm thinking it is. What I think it is that like, even if it is a flashback Batman, what I think is, I think that's actually Dick Grayson. I think oh. it's actually because, like, with it kind of, I got the impression with Batman v Superman that, like, he's kind of not doing Batman as much. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne. And, like, in the comics, I'm pretty sure, like, does Dick, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Dick Grayson become Batman later on in the comics? From time to time. Yeah. Like, or, like, like right, right before, died, like, the new 52 started, like, wasn't he the Batman? I think so. Yeah. I think it, was, I think so. it wasn't. Right. Is that not true? I think it's right before the new 52, like, the Batman R.A.P. Like, yeah. He took over. Yeah. Right. I and think so, that's pre 52. What I'm thinking is that that's actually going to be Dick Grayson. And he's going to be like the one that's kind of kind of doing all the heavy kind of stuff. Well, I, 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 hope, I, feel like I hope not. You that's, need a lot of setup to explain yeah. that. Yeah. To not, but that, I mean, not I'm just talking about that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw it. Because I, th- I think it's weird that he's smaller than the Ben Affleck one. I, I think the other thing here is that if you if you have a completely different director and you don't have one of those movies out yet, so that that's that true. tone is that's really true. set, yeah. 
you might bring somebody in and be like, hey, we're going to do some bet scenes where, where you're Batman. Because yeah. it may not even be that you ever see Ben Affleck, That's true. right? That's it might true. just be a dude in a suit. I, I, I read that Ben Affleck was up there. No, yeah, but I mean like... shots of him on the set. Yeah. yeah, but I mean like if those action scenes may not be Ben Affleck, they might be a, like a stunt double. I can see that. If you're, especially if you're doing like young Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um... Like if you're if you're gonna Casey CG yeah like if you're gonna CG the head, the gray hairs off of his uh-huh. head um, for like the scenes where he doesn't have a cowl on then mm-hmm. you might have a uh, a stunt double yeah, yeah. Um, and then you might the the action for Batman might just feel different because it's not yeah Zach's, Zach's that's night, true that's very true you know? I do want to see Dick Grayson at some point though either way that that sounds like a lot of Batman in a movie that I was excited about not having a, a whole lot of other yeah. like superheroes in yeah, yeah, yeah. um. Like to me, the draw of that movie is like, oh, we're gonna get these fun, wacky characters together and have them have a romp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't in the, in the same way that I don't want Iron Man to show up in my Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, um, right. I do, and then I'll have uh, of course you do Tony Stark be like, see you later, bitches, and he shoots like plasma rays at him. That doesn't sound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what Tony Stark is that? <laughs> Bitches! Uh, that's the Tony Stark in my head. Okay. <laughs> that's that. superior. I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Oh, oh, there we go. Um, yeah. I think that's news. Yeah. What are we doing next? Hey, this is the stuff coming out on Blu-ray. Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs. The Revenant is the big one for this week, um, which has got a 4K. Boy. <laughs> it's got a 4K release as well. If you're one of those people, we don't wrap by. As much him. as I love that film, I'm probably never going to want to watch that again. So. Yeah, that's true. Like I'm not. I really enjoyed watching it. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sitting here like, oh man. Even though this case looks awesome, I'm yeah. still not sitting here going like, oh man, I I need to have this. Um, I mean, I'll get it or see the special features, but yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it at Trade Smart sometime. Uh, the Lady in the Van. Uh, starring Maggie Smith. Uh, who, That's about a lady who lives in a van. Isn't she, in, she's uh, crazy. Isn't she drinking tea in Downton Abbey? No, no, come on now. She gets uh, hella drunk in this My movie, parents so. saw this movie, they said it was really good, and uh, I should check it out. So maybe you should too. Just yeah. saying. It's a very fun British comedy. Yeah. She's taking That's care of Peter Pan's kids. fun right? at all. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. second season of, uh, of Silicon Valley is getting its Blu-ray release this week. Really good show. Uh, yeah, it is. As well as the, it's funny because I I hadn't realized it was out because I bought it on Amazon uh-huh. when it was when it was still on, and yeah, I, yeah. I thought like, well, hasn't this been out for forever? Yeah. So I had to do some research. That's to make HBO sure. for you. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Considering the new season starts like next week. So. Yeah, they do that on purpose. Yeah. Um, Haven, the final series or the final <laughs> season, which I, was, I didn't what is know. That? Okay, so Haven is a show that I watched a while ago because it's got Emily Rose in it, mm-hmm. uh, who does the voice for Elena from Uncharted. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I just want to see a show where her her voice comes out of a pretty lady. Like that seems like a thing. Um, it's very, uh, man, it's 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 like a supernatural, you know. Um, only the quality is not even as good as supernatural. Um, and I'm amazed that That's it's had as many seasons as, as it, as it's had. So anyway, what channels it's originally on, uh, sci-fi, I think right. Cause it's hard to go lower than CW. So, <laughs> uh, Oh, actually, he, well, 
G one. I don't know. Anyway, I think it was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, Um, it was like it was of that same ilk as like Eureka. You know, like at that same yeah. era. I remember when you did the panel for that guy? Yeah. But hey, all right, it's been a couple of years now. I can say Eureka's not a good show. Really? It's just, it's not a good show. I tried so hard to like that show, yeah. and I tried to burn through a couple seasons so that I could do that guy's panel. And he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he was great. Um, was it the creator of the show? Or like no, no. The star? Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the main guy, the main uh, guy. Uh, Colin Ferguson. Yeah. Um, he was funny. Yeah, oh, he's fantastic. Uh, really a, a sweetheart, such a nice guy show is not good though um anyway and and honestly neither is haven because even with emily rose i didn't watch that show i got through like a season and i was like this is this is too much uh there's a movie called misconduct which has got josh Duhamel and anthony hopkins and um and al pacino in it that i've never heard of until this blu-ray came out might be a directed blu-ray then uh-huh uh 50 shades of black oh yeah moving on that makes sense. Black is the absence of color. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None is coming out this week, which I didn't know this was happening, but it did some British version of that movie, or of that, that book. Um, so I'll have to get that from my mom. Uh, Norm of the North, which is some shitty-looking Rob Schneider animated movie where... You've seen Rob, Rob Schneider be Norm of the North. <laughs> now see Rob Schneider as The Stapler. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here he's a polar bear, and he you definitely has don't need to see it. Animal friends, or have you seen it? I have, unfortunately. <gasps> oh my in goodness! In theaters, I paid to see this. Wait, this movie was ever in theaters? It was in theaters. It was the worst experience in theaters <laughs> I've ever been because my brother begged me to take him to it, so I was like, yeah. fine. And also, Zootopia was sold out, so we had to see this. Wait, this movie came out recently, like oh, as yeah. recent as Zootopia. Uh, I think like Zootopia was like that was like the last week it was out. It was like oh, opening wow. for Zootopia. So yeah. So it, it was it like came out in like it was like late March. February. That like came, okay, came. all right, okay, okay. Um, this is a it's a it's a terrible looking movie. Um, oh, it's it, it honestly it shouldn't have gone to theaters. How yeah, it went to theaters it, it is looks like shocking. A, it <laughs> looks like a cheap direct to DVD. That's uh, what it should be. Kids movie. So uh, it's not like anyone famous is in it besides Rob. Rob Schneider's the biggest name in it. So I don't know how it got into theaters. Hey, 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 Heather Graham is in this film. So oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Peter Fonda's Yuli's uh, Gold, which I've never seen, but Ryan bizarrely referenced two episodes ago, by the way, um, when you guys were making fun of Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no, that was last week. Yeah. When you guys were listing Matthew McConaughey movies, Yuli's oh, right. Gold came up, and so bizarrely enough, Yuli's Gold is out this week. Um, Wait, he has two films that have gold in the title? No, no, no. Yuli's Gold is a Peter Fonda movie. Oh, okay. Um... Okay, uh, the stuff is a uh, release by Arrow. Um, Tough sounding. Name. This is some kind of, I believe this is some kind of horror movie where melted marshmallows attack human beings. So the blob. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very bizarre looking cover, um, but like totally totally worth checking out. Like if you can right now, go Google the stuff. Um, the film by Larry Cohen. Uh, I got a my Bride of the Reanimator limited edition is really nice from oh, Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean the cover. It looks like it's a good set. I just don't know what the hell the stuff is. I guess I've never heard of it. I guess I could I could scroll down here and we could find out really quick. It's just the stuff. Yeah. No explanation. You got the white stuff. Oh, there's no there's no synopsis here on Amazon. So all right, moving on. Uh, the very last thing is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, uh, which this has got to be a Scream Factory. Yeah, it's a clear right? position. I have that yeah. coming because it's a cool looking cover. Um, Are you right there, buddy? Are you right there? 
Is that supposed to be a direct sequel to the 70s? Yeah, this is the Dennis Hopper one um, with some chainsaws and Cannon films. Massacres. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, is it really? Yep. Interesting. Um, when Cannon Films uh, was just throwing money at Toby Hooper, uh, he made Invaders uh, from Mars and Life Force. Mm-hmm. And they said, please make Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And he did, and then he made it like a horror comedy. And mm-hmm. they're like, what the fuck are you making here? <laughs> They didn't appreciate it. It's a pretty good movie, though. All right, here we go. Here's a synopsis for The Stuff. Ooh. A delicious, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation. But the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers who only want to consume more of the strange substance at any cost begin infesting the world. Mm. So it really is. It's like it's like a big marshmallowy thing. It sounds like it's Night of the Living Stoners. So yeah, the tagline is: "Are you eating it, or is it eating you?" Mm. There you go. That's deep. The the stuff. Oh man. Cool. That's this week. We also watch movies. This is the stuff we've been watching this week. Oh, we got movies on. This. not watch Animaniacs this week. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I've watched it in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Yeah. I Because uh, Brad posted something about it, and I was actually watching this it. This guy, actually. I, I'm the did one who... Did you post be, that? Yeah, the I was Simpsons the one Marathon? who... Marathon? I did no, the one no, no, last he, night. No, you, he did, you did the one last night. A week and a half ago when they launched it, I was the one who went out and was like, holy shit, everybody... Yeah, Animaniacs I was talking about is, last night, James. I well, don't care about whatever. it a week ago. Oh, I, it's just the only... It's the reason why Brad knows it was on there. I'm just saying. I Living won't credit. Down, no, I knew that. But oh, I, fuck I, off. I, I only had time to watch the first episode, but there's some pretty funny things in there. Oh, like, man. Um, so good. Just, you know, they're talking to the psychiatrist. I remember this episode like it was yesterday, but... No, as they talk to the psychiatrist, she said, my name's Dot. Call me Dottie and I'll kill you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and uh, the head of Warner Brothers, he says, we haven't made a mistake like this since Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> like, wow, this is a pretty uh, clever little show here. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. And growing up on that show, like, so much of it went completely over my head. Oh, yeah. Um, but as I got older and continued watching it, you know, I, I think I knew that it was it was smart because, like, my parents and my older brother were constantly watching that show and thinking mm-hmm. it was funny too. I was like, okay, so they they get something that I don't get here. Um, and then as I slowly got older, I was like, oh shit! Like you start learning these things about like, oh, you learn who Jerry Lewis is, and you're like, oh, Jerry Lewis was in that thing I watched my whole life. Oh, lady. Yeah, yeah I remember that episode. Uh huh. Anyway, sweet, lady. that's great. Yeah, um, I also watched a couple comic book movies, guys. I don't know if you've seen The Losers with one Chris Evans oh, and yeah. I actually Jeffrey haven't. Dean Morgan. Is it worth saying? Yeah, it right. was one of our episodes, I think. Was it? From the uh, early, early days. Of... No, I don't remember watching it ever. I don't think I've ever I, seen I've it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Red? Keep talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I really liked it. Um, the Losers, yeah. Anyway. It's, um, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan leads a group of... Oh, it's 2009. Um, like CIA operatives. And yeah. when, on their way there... 
trouble happens and they have to pretend like they're dead and they have to like clear their name. And uh, Jason Patrick's a bad guy. And Zoe's a dead Zadalia Zadina is in it. And um, she uh, is she pulling their legs. Who's double crossing who in this movie? Yeah, um, that's pretty fun. The answer is the most obvious one. <laughs> Absolutely, the movie's pretty fun. Like yeah. it's it's pretty light. Like yeah. there's mm. it doesn't really break too much ground. I think I remember the ending, uh, the action ending being fun. Oh yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a it's a fun film. It just yeah, like it's I don't know. Like, there's nothing really inherently wrong with the film. Well, the only thing inherently just, wrong with the film that I saw is that it clearly sets up a sequel, and yeah. we're never going to get oh, yeah. one. Like, <laughs> it ends in a shipping yard, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's fun. Wait, like, like, like A Team? Yeah. Ends in a shipping yard. Oh, and there's a lot of great uh, actors in it, though. Like Idris Elba's in it too. Yeah. Um, man, he's great this week. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's basically like a witty. Yeah team movie i don't know how to describe it yeah yeah undercover guys um it's uh better than r.i.p.d yes <laughs> yeah. it's it's hard to be worse than r.i.p.d you know? <laughs> it was like the it was like the last chris evans film where he played a smart ass before he became captain america yeah. and played only noble people clip out so yeah he uh i mean chris evans is really good in it though oh yeah I, um but there's a funny part where he's trying to steal um stuff from a company and he's trying to hit on the girl at the same time i think he says his name is zippy or something yeah it's pretty funny it's all right. I also watched Red, and Red's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the part where John Malkovich, uh, they throw a grenade at him, and he hits it back at him like a baseball bat, <laughs> and the dude blows up. Um, yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis plays uh, – Red stands for retired and extremely dangerous. So Bruce Willis is an old CIA operative who is targeted by some unknown person uh, for death, and the rest of his team is also targeted. So it's Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren um, – Keith Urban, Keith, Carl Urban, Carl Urban is like the guy who's hunting him. <laughs> Keith Urban plays the music in the background. Yes, uh, the movie's pretty fun. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I feel like the the retired and extremely dangerous is the dumbest joke in the movie. Yeah, right. Like everything else is at least above that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I had fun watching it. I mean, yeah. there's it's not again. It's a lot like the losers to me. Mm-hmm. Or they're fun movies, but there's nothing like super great about them. Yeah, um, they're just there. It does feel like Bruce Willis is having fun in that movie. Though. Yeah, um, which isn't always true anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell that at least he's enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, because sometimes he looks like he's just a dick. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like I said, it was it's pretty fun. Um, uh, it's it's better than the losers. Mm. I think it's better made. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. And the first one's better than the sequel. Uh, I also watched uh, The Benchwarmers, starring Rob Schneider and David Spade. Okay. And the That's Napoleon Dynamite movie. guy. Yeah. Um, and it's actually pretty funny. Like, it's not, again, I watch all these movies this week. They're like, meh. But yeah. I laugh. They're... So they play these guys where they all three of them team up to beat a bunch of Little League baseball kids mm-hmm. because they get tired of being picked on. And it's weird because Rob Schneider plays like the straight guy in it, so he doesn't really have any jokes, and he's just the dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, David Spade's really funny in it. Does he even once say to his team, "You can do it"? No. <laughs> he doesn't like have any jokes in the movie. Really, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. um, because you know, I always expect Rob Schneider to be you know that guy. Yeah. Um. Uh. There. My, my favorite joke in it is 
John Heater, who is Napoleon Dynamite guy, he can't ever hang on to the bat. So there's this montage of him, like, letting go of the bat, and it's hitting, you know, hot dog vendors and people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he throws it, and he hits a tree, and, like, these three squirrels fall and die out of the tree. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. Um, and it has, like, weird jokes in it where there's a butler who can make them any sandwich they want. I don't know. It's weird. But it's still funny. Like, it's yeah. it's fun. Um, I watched John Carpenter's Village of the Damned, Ooh. which All right. um, you can tell that John Carpenter didn't want to make the movie because uh-huh. uh, it's really, really uninspired. Um, but Christopher Reeve is really good in it as a doctor who is trying to figure out <coughs> why everybody – blacked out and why the women in town are all pregnant at the same time and they all give birth at the same time of course they give birth to little demon kids that stare at you and make you kill yourself Uh, but there are some great gags in it so when the alien ship goes over and everybody blacks out and there's also funny lines uh, so they're going up like hey man i hope he doesn't burn the hot dogs again he's so bad at cooking hot dogs so the ship goes over and everybody passes out for a certain amount of time and when they wake up, that dude is passed out on the grill, and he's all, like, burnt to crisp and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a funny joke. Um, yeah, I mean, the movie's okay. Chris Ree's really good in it. Uh, but you can tell that John Carpenter did, did not want to make that movie. Yeah. Really? Um, he didn't have very much passion behind it, and yeah. they kind of forced him to make it. If you watch the special features, he wanted to make Creature from the Black Lagoon. And they said, no, you need to make Village of the Damned. Or like, he was like, like under, remake Creature from Black Lagoon? Yeah. Oh, man. That would have been He was under amazing. contract yeah. with Universal. And so they said, no, you need to make Village of the Dam. If you make Village of the Dam, then you can make your Creature from the Black Lagoon. And Village of the Dam didn't do very well. So, so he did not, he did not get to make his Creature uh, from the Black Lagoon. Still that sounds so much better, though. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Uh, I think Creature from the Black Lagoon is a better source material as well. Oh, like, yeah. Especially oh, for yeah. someone like yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah like I mean, his the, idea of the Creature would be amazing. And yeah. There is some parts in it that are pretty effective. I mean, he obviously does the music, and the music's pretty good in it. Um, I don't know. It's something about kids just staring at you, making them kill each other. It's like, meh. Yeah. What are you worried he's going to do something? I need to pull your Wii uh, controller off the shelf. Whatever. It's fallen like 18 times. It's all right. Um... <laughs> oh, Unstoppable. What? You get to a point, Brad, where it just doesn't matter anymore. Like, unless he shoots somebody or stabs himself. I'm like, whatever. It's <laughs> like... It fell regardless of you trying to go or yeah. not. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you're the one that knocked it down. So It's like, hey, I'm not getting all the attention. Let me find ways to do it. Yeah, that's what a kid is, dude. Um, so, yeah, it, it's all right. Um, Screen Factory obviously made a special edition of it, so it has lots of cool... Like, the makings of it are always really nice. Um, and the last thing I watched is this film called Pieces. And it's... Uh, like a chainsaw massacre movie from like the eighties. Um, and it's a joint Spain and United States production. So it's like the old Godzilla's where you'd have people speaking English and then you have overdubs of people speaking Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Speaking English is really weird, but it's like super gruesome. Um, the story is, is this kid uh, in the forties, Jesus fucking Christ. Dude. Um, <laughs> Uh, this kid in the 40s is no matter what I do uh, putting together a nudie like puzzle of this naked woman yeah yeah and his mom walks in and you know what are you doing and he like chops his mom's head off with a what axe and then when the police come in he says oh someone killed my mom flash forward 40 years to 1982 and uh, so implying that no one ever figured out that yeah that, that the kid killed her and what about uh, the prince on the axe <laughs> Uh, fingerprint the fact that he's the only person there. New. Um, I mean, they figured out Lizzie Borden did it. Like, uh, did they? 
Oh, I, I guess you're right. Never mind. Yeah. Um, anyways, so it takes place on this new college campus. And this movie has an absurd amount of nudity. Any chance there is for, like, women to get naked, they're naked. Um, the gore is, like, so over the top. It's pretty awesome. And then as you find out through – I'm going to spoil this movie for you guys. So as you go oh, – Oh, no. <laughs> throughout the film, you find out that he's, like, chopping people up because he's building – um, the woman from the puzzle at the beginning. So, like, he'll... Oh, pieces. Yeah, so he'll, he'll like, oh, this woman uh, has the nicest leg. So he'll... There's a scene where he literally takes a chainsaw and saws a woman in half and takes her legs. And it's, like, it's pretty gruesome. Wait, so does it only take, like, three pieces? Uh, no. Like, this one's head, this one's torso, Arms, this one's... Boobs. I think Lionsgate should sue because that's the original Jigsaw killer. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, and then at the end, you find out that it's like the dean of the college, and um, they go and they they stop him and they like push his bookcase and it spins around and there's like a Frankenstein woman there with like all the pieces on her, and she falls on the like the case like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and you think it's over, guys, but uh, the the cop is talking to the the boy, and like the body is laying there and there's a sheet over it. And the end of the movie is the arm reaches up and grabs his cock and, like, squeezes it so hard that blood flies everywhere. That's the end of the movie. Wait, because I, I was just going to ask, wait, so is the lady alive? Like, I was guess he trying so. to keep? But so you think she's dead until the last shot. Yeah. And then the last shot, it's like, her the arm comes alive. grabbing that and, like, squeezing it so yeah. hard, blood goes everywhere. Oh, is it comes... a freeze frame? Please, please, a freeze yeah. frame. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it starts going, you see, like, the claw marks go down and then it just stops there. And there's blood everywhere. So he successfully reanimated a corpse. Uh, I guess. Uh, and, oh, but my favorite the part dick squeezer. is all right, so they have this cop go undercover as the tennis <laughs> instructor. <laughs> and she's walking like late at night um, through the college campus. All of a sudden, this Asian dude pops up and starts oh. like doing karate on her. Oh, okay. Yeah, not and, racist. Wait, no, wait. It gets even funnier. So he's like kicking her and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And she grabs her gun and he kicks a gun out of her hand. And then, like, the main student guy, cool buddy, comes up and he says, Oh, hey, Professor Lee, this is my kung fu instructor. Oh, I almost got her. And he, like, leaves. <laughs> what? It is so absurd. The movie is so absurd that it's really entertaining. Oh, man. Yep. So, see, if you go to this college, guys, there's a kung fu instructor that just randomly harasses women as they're walking at right. night. So I missed the beginning of this because I was I was wrestling your kid. Uh, is this a? Is this? A, <laughs> I can't stop laughing over now. Sorry. Is this an Arrow or a Screen uh, Factory? This release? is not. This is uh, neither. It's called Grindhouse. Oh, okay. And they actually make. Uh, I'll show it to you. They actually make really cool ones too. They always come with booklets. This one comes with the soundtrack if you really want it. It's cool. like three discs. Very cool. Um, yeah, if you uh, if you card enough, you can find some really great you know offshoot horror Blu-rays. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. That's what I watched. <laughs> yeah, you guys top getting your dick ripped off by reanimated corpse. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh. Brady, you going next? Sure. Cool. Oh, mine's short. I, uh... Thanks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Factually accurate. Oh. Um, Ryan let me forsaken. Oh, nice. And, uh... Oh, cool. Right. It's pretty good. It's... Yeah, it's really short. It is. Um, and pretty... Pretty simple, yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland rolls into town. Uh, he used to be a Civil War... I forget which side, north or south. Uh, I don't think they say. Yeah. Uh, oh. Anyway, um, he uh, he went to go fight, and he came back an expert killer. And uh, his family kind of disowned him. 
uh, especially since he didn't come back right away. Like, he went to go like deal with his his skills and then uh, left his town behind. So he comes back, finds out his mom's dead, um, and then his father, who's a preacher and played by his actual real life dad, Donald Sutherland, um, they get into it. You know, uh, you know, why haven't you been home for ten years? Your mom's dead, and yeah. uh, meanwhile, the town is being terrorized by um, El Huapo. Al Swearingen Light, I'd say. <laughs> Brian Cox. <laughs> He's I, I, The whole time, I just think, oh, they're trying to do Al Swearingen from Deadwood. Yeah. Um, but not as horrific. Um, and yeah, so they're trying to, they're just either taking, buying people off their land or just murdering the people who don't yep. pay to uh, sell their land. Um, and then, uh, Keeper Sutherland doesn't like that, so he takes them on. Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> yeah, and, cool. and, and uh, and during the last shootout, there's that one guy who's like the hired gun mm-hmm. for Brian Cox, and you think they're gonna fight, and I was like, why does he just go shoot Brian Cox? Yeah, he totally <laughs> so he doesn't have does. to fight him, and he totally does that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, now you're unemployed. Yep. No, it's it's like it's a simple western, but I, that's why I really liked it because I'm, I'm not, I think it's 82 minutes. Yeah. And he literally goes to town. Nobody likes him. He tries to bend with his father. Then he gets pissed off and goes and kills a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, when the, when the bad guys rough up his dad. Yep. Actually, they stab him. <laughs> yep. It's pretty hardcore. But who's the dude who plays, like, the fancy gunman? He's a really good actor. Yeah, so a lot of the people that are in that movie are bit characters on yeah. 24. So yeah. uh, Demi Moore's husband is Michael Amador, I think, mm-hmm. from season three. Yep. And then, um, yeah. The, uh, well, the director is John Cassar. Yeah. And then uh, the the special hired gunman is like he's some oh no he's um in season the last one the live another day he's the uh, the uh, what's the Julian Assange type character oh that's right that yeah Chloe's working for that's right he's yeah. like uh, yeah he's the hacker guy name. yeah hacker guy so but yeah that's a cool scene mm-hmm. you know we don't have to do this I'm employed. <laughs> shoots him and then uh i watched all of daredevil season two nice cool uh, which is fantastic yeah. um how about how many ninjas there are <laughs> the only there's part so I, many ninjas yeah i was actually surprised how little there were in the very very end on the rooftop after they build up like we're not gonna be able like we're so outnumbered it's impossible we're probably gonna die and there's maybe six or eight hey but you couldn't probably, fight eight ninjas there's probably fewer than were in the sewer system that they fought but um, anytime the Punisher gets involved, it's awesome. Yeah. The Electra thing, I was a little like, meh, but, um, oh, yeah. especially right. since as soon as she, he shows up, she's like, I want nothing, or he's like, I want nothing to do with you. And then like two episodes later, two episodes later, he's ready to like commit his life to her. <laughs> um, but other than True. that, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. We talked about what like the Defenders main villain is going to be. No, I, no, they haven't really said anything about the defenders. Yeah. Um, I imagine we'll get Thanos. more information like after like Luke Cage and the, the, I, yeah. I'm assuming like I'm assuming. All right, this is going to be kind of like the Thanos Thor kill them all before the, the Avengers defenders. That's how it's so, like his one might kind of bleed into defenders. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're filming the defenders this fall. Yeah, they're. I mean, Luke Cage. We're supposed to get this year. I think November, so. Defenders. So. We're supposed to get probably next time this this year next this time next year. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know when Iron Fist is going to fit into that because they yeah. haven't really gotten the the. That's true. Like, I, I don't know that Iron Fist can be made before it. Yeah, because um, I, I could have sworn they said like Iron Fist was supposed to come out before Defenders, but I mean, it, it was supposed to, but it's taken them years to get it off the ground. Yeah. At this point, it may be that like 
you introduce him in the defenders and then I spin off a, uh, spin him off his yeah. own show and then you you replace him because originally Luke Cage wasn't supposed to have his own show um, no, 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 no. no originally it was it was just Jessica it was just the three just the three um and then like he was gonna be in Jessica Jones but I think yeah. they they liked him enough that they spun him but off man, right yeah. away um and so it may just be that they they're like okay well we'll just fill his role with Luke Cage for yeah. a while and then introduce him in that season yeah. in that season uh, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but no, I have no clue what it is. I mean, it should be Fisk because you yeah. just did a second season of Daredevil without Fisk in it. And yeah. if like Fisk is the thing that everyone loves yeah. in season like, two. Yeah. But he's not the, he's not the main villain. He's in an episode of season two. Right. So like setting it up for a big fight with Fisk, with all these guys, like having him have this big, um, this big evil plan would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then he should also show up in the super, in the Spider-Man movie. That'd be sweet. Because, uh, yeah. hell yeah. And he hires Alistair Smythe. Yeah. I love and he talks like he does in the cartoon. Uh. <laughs> Alistair Smythe. No, I'm I'm fine with him just being the Daredevil Wilson Fist because it's yeah. so yeah. good. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I just really hope that the second season of Defenders, or at least the second phase of the Defenders shows, I hope they at least... I hope they do Shadowlands. I think Shadowlands could be a really cool arc for them. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, they've they've done a really good job so far. That's true. I mean, it's crazy to me, and I don't know, how, Brad, how you feel, but like, season two of Daredevil feels like a cartoon show. Like, like the plot there, a lot of the stuff that's happening is what I would expect to happen in like a Daredevil cartoon show, sure. and yet it's a live action, real drama show. Right? Yeah, like, there's there's more of the actual character in there, but like, if you just strip it away to its plot. Of like, oh, there's this guy, and he's got this. They're fighting this magical clan of of heart stopping ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> and there's this woman who you know has all these magical powers, and it's it's over and the top and crazy. Just revive himself, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a guy who can't die. Like yeah. it's insane. <laughs> um, Unless you I, cut his head off. Wait, Rayshard Ghoul's in this? Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I find that kind of charming that they figured out a way to make me really enjoy that as a. Uh, as like a I dramatic know, he's really show, <laughs> he's pretty good. So anyway, anyway, yeah, still really good. Yeah, um, that stairwell scene is awesome. Yeah, it, even watching the stairwell scene, I'm like, oh, this is your version of the hallway scene from the last yeah. <laughs> season. Well, they t- they took care of it. It's episode three, so uh-huh. I think uh, it's a good like, yeah, we we can do that again. Yeah, and then yeah. we're gonna spend the rest of the season not copying stuff we've already did. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's good. I like that. The chain that's like very in, uh, feels so much like the whip, um, where he keeps like you know oh, he, yeah. he, he keeps swinging the chain into the lights. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, it's so that fight scene is so cool. I really like the Ben Affleck Daredevil more. <laughs> You're the devil. <laughs> um, oh man, cool. Yeah, and then the last thing I, I finished the Simpsons season. At season ten, because I don't have any, uh, oh, I don't own okay. any more seasons. But yeah, right. I picked um, up season twenty at Tradesmart for seven ninety nine. Nice. I don't know if it's any good, but <laughs> I don't remember seeing it a single episode. But what are you gonna do? It's seven ninety nine. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've watched a new episode since like season thirteen or something. So. Do you have a uh, cable? No. No. Okay, I was gonna say if you have cable, you can watch it online. So. Yeah. That's what I've been doing recently. So. I tried doing that, and like. You have to have a certain version. Yeah, yeah, Xfinity is so shitty. Yeah, yeah. Like Comcast treats their customers like garbage. Yeah, and so I can't log into it for whatever reason uh, because of the way they build their contracts. It's so dumb. Anyway. Yeah, and I've been listening to the commentary, and throughout the whole experience, what I've taken away from is uh John Schwartzwelder is the reclusive mastermind 
behind a lot of what makes has made the those first ten seasons like the really obscure weird jokes. Oh yeah, came from him. So huh. if you want to give like obviously the whole staffs did a great job making that series, but um, in each commentary they're always like praising. There's a John Schwartzwelder joke, like you know, <laughs> stuff like squirrels falling out of trees, mm. like that kind of weird random stuff you can right. attribute to him. That's um, funny. Yeah. So. Cool. It's informative. Fun ride. Good. All right. Henry? All right. Um, I've been watching a lot of 70s and 60s horror films. Nice. Uh, you all right? Oh, I heard that. What yeah. did you do? Are you okay? I was realizing that I didn't talk about Hard Target, and then I flipped my hand up, and it just cut on the, the mic stand. Oh, I'm sorry. Dumbass. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I get for not remembering to talk about Hard Target. That's what you get for wanting to talk about Hard Target. Yeah. You can talk about it right now if you want. I can hold off. Um... Keep talking. I gotta remember what I was gonna say. Okay, uh, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of '60s, '70s horror films. Nice. Uh, ironically, before you tweeted it out, I watched *Village of the Damned*, the '60s version of it. Did you? Yeah. Um, how long is the John Carpenter version? Uh, ninety minutes. Yeah, because the original version is only like seventy-five minutes. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I like the original version. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good uh, for '60s horror. It's pretty good. Um, I think you could do a lot more with it if you don't include the whole everyone just kills himself because that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, the part I like about it is the part leading up to the birth, mm-hmm. which I mean, like, I don't know if it's in the because I haven't seen the John Carpenter version, but like one of the main arcs of the original version is that like some of the people in the village are virgins and how do they deal with virgin birth and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's one lady in it who's a virgin and Mark Hamill plays uh, the priest in it mm-hmm. and. She's pregnant and she doesn't understand how. And there's actually this really great scene with them. I forgot to mention yeah. that part mm. where she's confused because she doesn't understand how she's pregnant. And she just, you know, goes to Mark Hamill to figure it out. Yeah. There's a similar scene in the 60s version. Um, but yeah, I think like if you were to give it to someone who actually wanted to do it, I feel like it could be a good yeah. remake. But and if they change the ending where it's just they, everyone just kills himself because it's really you just have quiet kids. It's really not yeah. all that weird. I know. Um, um, yeah, in the Carpenter version, yeah, it's the town people kill themselves, but yeah, uh, I mean, I won't spoil the ending in the Carpenter one because it's readily available, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good. Chris Reeve's good in it. Yeah. Uh, you remember her target? Um, I'll just say it was awesome. Cool. Uh, like watching it at home. I, Cause I've already talked about it before, probably when I was mm-hmm. doing my JCD. Is that a John Woo movie? It's John Woo movie. Um, how many doves? Uh, two, I think two, definitely one. Um, uh, your son's an asshole. I know he's like doing it on purpose now. <laughs> of course he does. I'm sorry. When I was vacuuming yesterday, he would just keep on stepping on the cord. <laughs> Turn on the Wii controller. Oh, I mean, nobody Ooh, at home can do this, but like, you can play a game. Oh, here he comes again. Here, bring me the Wii. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, it's Yoshi. Uh, sorry, sorry, but it's Brad. better watching in the theater. Then really? at home on Blu-ray. So oh, okay. that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, way more entertaining. Because at home it's like, oh, this is cheesy as hell. But when the you know sound is going, all the explosions are mm-hmm. going crazy. You forget. And then the audience is laughing <laughs> at all the stupid stuff in it. Yeah. Um, was that much more like, fun. did a lot of people attend it? Uh, well, they had a limited, like, I don't know, 30 seats. Mm. So that was like the max that could attend it. And um, even though, like, someone... Like, five people bought seats, because I took the very front row to be away from everybody. 
And then before when I showed up, I noticed someone had taken like five right next to left of me. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm moving down too. Yeah. And then those people also moved down never, too. No, they never okay. showed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like yeah, I didn't have to watch the movie off kilter. Why would you buy yeah. five tickets? Well, like as a group, not, yeah, and then not show up. It seems know. like that's like huh. a huge waste of money. Like Yeah, I mean there was one woman there, but Yeah. Hmm. Weird. I guess her whole group stiffed them. I've always heard that hard target fans are very fickle. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want these three beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not getting a refund. Well, whatever. <laughs> I think the only going. time I've bought like a ticket for like an Alamo show and then still have not gone is it was like a midnight screening of like a uh, Mount High Horror Fest, and I was just like I couldn't go to a midnight showing of something. So yeah, you yeah. can still get a refund though, right? Oh, can yeah. you, can yeah. you do that? Yes. Right. Well, I mean. We shouldn't. We maybe we shouldn't say that on the internet. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, I think you, you really like try to be nice about it. Yeah. But they they'll be nice with you as long as you have a real reason. The least please don't, schedule it. Like, please please don't abuse yeah. that rule. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll yeah. at least change the day. They've always changed it for me when I have a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I I try to avoid it as much as possible and not abuse it. So. All right, okay. uh, cool. Back to you. All right, cool. Uh, another seventies horror film I've watched is called The Human Experiments. Have any of you seen that? No. It's horrible. Um, basically, the storyline: there's this like kind of like singer who just goes from bar to bar singing songs or whatever, and uh, then she's about to get paid by this person who's like the bar owner. And he's like, "I'm going to pay you five dollars." And she's like, "Can you pay me a little bit more than that?" He says, "No." And he says, "Please." And then she says, "Please." And then he tries to kill her. Uh, so she so she leaves, and then she, that guy frames her for murder. So she goes to prison, and then prison's horrible. And then you know, and so it becomes like a woman in prison kind of exploitation film. But then I guess the filmmakers got bored of that. So like in the last twenty minutes of the film, she becomes an assassin for the government. I don't understand what happens. It was just a very brief, like, abrupt, like, and now you're an assassin. And so. Clearly, that's the human experiment. Apparently, yeah. And, like, it's weird because, like, they never experimented on her. There's one scene where she tries to escape. She goes, like, kind of below. Bugs get on her, and now she's a mind-controlled assassin. So I don't know what happened in the film that led to this point. Maybe you as the viewer are the human experiment. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe just, yeah, being a human man Maybe if they do a 90-minute film of this whole league of horrible filmmaking, maybe that's the true experiment. Yeah. yeah. Will you sit through that, through this movie? That's a human experiment. <laughs> Apparently, I failed. So, um... And then I saw Striptease. Have any of you guys seen that film? No. Nope. Oh, you don't need to. It's one of the worst films. Yeah, I've heard enough about Striptease that... It's, it doesn't even make sense. Because like, like, the storyline is she's a like secretary for the CIA. Her, and she gets fired from the CIA because her boyfriend defects to Russia, which they never really talk about ever again. Okay. And this is in the 90s, which Russia was not that big of a deal for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so she gets fired, and it opens in, like, like the first scene is, like, Kramer versus Kramer type scene, where they're trying to get, do a custody battle over their children. And the the judge thinks the guy who's going to Russia to work for the Russian government is better suited for their kid than Demi Moore, who's just now jobless. <laughs> And so then that's why she becomes a strip stripper, which doesn't make sense either. I'd imagine if you were a secretary for the CIA, you could at least get some other job besides stripping. But they act like this oh, is her like, only option. Yeah. The judge is like, uh, well, he'll have a job in Russia and the exchange rate is he'll be making a lot more. Yeah. Dollars. <laughs> so even then, clearly more they establish that he's moving to Russia in the beginning, and then he never goes to Russia. He lives in Florida after that. So what? I don't understand. <laughs> and so then, like, as she's a stripper, this creepy guy who's, it's like cartoonish how creepy he is. He's like, I'll help you get your daughter back. And she's like, cool. And, they, and so 
Then Burt Reynolds is in the film. I didn't know he was in this film, but he is, as this high-pitched, like, southern guy who's a, like, governor, I think. And he's like, well, we're going to blackmail him because I have photos of him at the strip club. And then for st- and then he'll give you your daughter back or something like that. Like, he'll, like, make it so that that happens. And so then it cuts to Burt Reynolds and his, like, like I guess his secretary. So so Burt Reynolds has photos of her ex-husband at no, the strip club. No, the lawyer who's trying to help her get the kids back has photos of Burt Reynolds at the strip club. This is a senator. Oh, they don't want those photos getting out. Oh, okay. All right, all right. And all right. so, like, Burt Reynolds' assistant's like, hey, all we have to do is get, give this daughter her child back, and then he's not going to release these photos. And so Burt Reynolds is like, let's just kill them both. And then what? the rest of the film is them trying to kill Debbie Moore and this other guy because she wants her kid back. So... Why is there stripping? Because it was the '90s, and it was an excuse to get Demi Moore like naked. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. And to be all fair, right. it might have all made sense. I stopped watching with 20 minutes left when they hired a sneak to kill someone. <laughs> so that was when I was done. This is really important. How do they pay the snake? <laughs> I don't know. There's like, we have this snake. We're going to send it in to kill Demi Moore. The snake accidentally kills they, a different stripper. It's more like they rent the snake. They don't Pretty hire much, the yeah. snake. They don't hire right, the snake. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. But once they get a I snake hitman, I was done. <laughs> see, that's when I'm in. That's the, that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, but that's after an hour and like 20 snake minutes too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's true. All right. So, sure. yeah. So then there was that, and then I watched Batman v Superman again um, because I wanted to see like... I remember I liked Man of Steel more after the second viewing. Mm-hmm. And I do like Batman v Superman more after the second viewing. I like Jesse Eisenberg a lot more as Lex Luthor. Um, yeah. I think I, I like it more than Man of Steel. Uh, I still think it has its problems, but I do think it is... It does, it does not deserve 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like... If I would put it somewhere, I'd probably put it like 50-60%. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest issue for me is that I just never clicked for me. Like, I just never really fully connected with the characters. So... But I don't know. I'm still looking forward to Justice League. Whenever they make that, I think it'll be fun. Uh, and I'm still definitely looking forward to uh, Suicide Squad, which I think looks amazing. So, Cool. It'll be interesting to see how like, the Suicide Squad ends up doing, because my personal opinion of the comics, at least, is I'm a lot more interested in like the side stories that are not as popular than the main storyline. Mm-hmm. And if that's how it works out with like Suicide Squad, I think it'll be an interesting dynamic. So Yeah. Just just keep making a whole bunch of movies where, like, Batman's in the background. Yeah. And, yeah. Or if they just make a lot of, like, side stories, like if they do, like, I don't know, like a Birds of Prey kind of yeah. movie. Or if they do, like, Dude, all, this, be cool. all of the movies about, like, the characters we don't know about the DC comics. And then yeah. if they just have, like, Zack Snyder do all the main storyline comics that I'm just not going to watch. And it'll be great. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll really enjoy it. So. Yeah. No, that sounds fantastic. Cool. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Awesome. Um... I just got a. I've got a couple of things. I went and saw Criminal yesterday, which is the movie uh, starring Kevin Costner and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot and Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Oldman. Uh, it's got a great cast. Uh, Alice Eve is in it. Um, anyway, so Criminal starts off, and it's basically like this really cool, like you know, two steps down from from a Jason Bourne kind of movie where Ryan Reynolds is running around and he's getting, he's getting like followed by these people and you don't know what's going on or, or, you know, but he's like doing all this cool spy stuff to like, um, to like lose his phone and like gets on a bus and then gets off the bus really quick, you know, just barely dodging these guys and gets in a taxi and gets the taxi to take him places. Uh, and then he ends up getting caught um, like they, this, there's this hacker who's following him the whole time, uh, who ends up like getting him into this corner where they catch him and then they torture him and they kill him. 
but that whole sequence, you're like, this is really awesome. Like, this is a really cool, you know, it's like a, it's, it's better than the last Jack Ryan movie, you know, the, the shadow recoup movie. Mm. Um, I was really into it. Uh, and, and through that, I had forgotten that I was in a movie where they were going to take one person's brain and put it in another person. So <laughs> the story of criminal is that Ryan Reynolds gets killed and they go and they, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is this crazy scientist. Um, and Gary Oldman is like in charge of the CIA or something. Um, and he does, his team actually does a really poor job of keeping track of Ryan Reynolds during that first sequence. Mm-hmm. Like they're always a set behind, which is unfortunate, but, uh, um, so they go get Tommy Lee Jones, who's this brain surgeon who has this experimental thing where he's going to take the memories of Ryan Reynolds and put him into this guy uh, named Jericho, who's played by Kevin Costner. Uh, and Jericho, like, he got thrown out of a car when he was eight years old or whatever, so his, his frontal lobe never developed properly, so he doesn't, he doesn't feel anything. Um, like he's, he just uh, he doesn't have emotions. He doesn't understand right from wrong and... Uh, but they put all these memories into him, and it, at first he doesn't. It doesn't work. Like at first he doesn't remember every, anything, but it starts to come back um, because they, uh, when Ryan Reynolds died, he had been helping this guy who has this dangerous, you know, internet hacker thing that he built or whatever. Um, and Ryan Reynolds had hid him in some kind of safe house, and nobody else knows where he is. So they need Kevin Costner to remember Ryan Reynolds' memories so that they can go find this guy named the Dutchman. Um, but what happens is that he doesn't remember it, so the CIA just basically lets him go. Uh, well, they're going to like kill him, and then he escapes. And so instead, he runs around, and he like... He, at first, he's like robbing people, and then he he like has a memory of of Gal Gadot and and Ryan Reynolds' family, and he goes to the house, and you think like he's going to kill this woman or rape her or something, um, but then as the memories start to flood back, like he starts gaining empathy. Um, and what's interesting is like I went into this movie knowing like oh, okay this is going to be some dumb over the top action movie, and it's actually a lot smarter and a lot better than I expected. Um, there's a whole level of like. Uh, I told you before we started, there's like a there's like a Flowers for Agenon thing going on here where as he starts to remember Ryan Reynolds' life, he starts to have all these emotions and, and he, he spends a little time with Gal Gadot's character and he he actually sort of like like he starts to realize what's wrong with him and he gets this there's this really sort of melancholy thing where he realizes like man, I've kind of been shitty my whole life and I didn't know what it actually felt like to connect with people. Yeah. And so so having these bits of Ryan Reynolds' life in his mind, he's like, oh, like this is this is what life is supposed to be like. Um, but the sad thing is, is that whatever they did is not going to stay forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this, there's this part of him where he's like, man, I've got to, you know, I've got to sort of make the most of this and be a good person while I have this window mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to revert back to who I was. Um, and then he goes and he like kicks the shit out of some dudes and there's some car chases and, um, but there's a lot more of that downtime and more like him exploring his brain than, than I would have expected. Um, it's not like, it's not amazing. There's some really corny stuff, especially near the end where like he, he, he outsmarts the bad guy spoilers, but duh, um, he outsmarts the bad guy, but like we all know how he did it. But he, they make him explain it before it happens. So, like, it's kind of, you know, there's this long piece of exposition where I'm like, no, I know. Like, just have the thing blow up, and it'll be okay. Like, you can just move on. I get it. And then, But he's there, like, explain. I did this, and I did that. And, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But there's stuff like that where it's just like, 
you know, for, for actually being a fairly short movie, there's a lot of, there's still some fat on the bones. Um, but I definitely, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely would recommend some that you rented if you wanted a fun, dumb spy action movie. Uh, it's the best movie Kevin Costner has been in this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, under your breath insult to uh, Batman v Superman. Yes. Because I mean, what other films is Kevin Costner in this year? <laughs> so I also uh, I rewatched Confessions of a Dangerous Mind this week, mm-hmm. uh, which I hadn't seen in a while. I got it at Trademark uh, a long time ago because I really wanted to watch it again. Um, That's the Sam Rockwell. One. Yeah. yeah. So this is the uh, it's it's based on the memoirs of Chuck Barris yeah, yeah, yeah. who was, he was a film producer or a, t- or a television producer and he made the dating game yeah. and the gong show. Um, he made a whole uh, bunch of like those kinds of yeah, like, game shows. What's types. the, Oh, the, and the newlywed show. Yeah. Um, so he created those shows and, but in his memoirs, he talks about the fact that during that time he was also, uh, recruited by the CIA to kill people. Yeah, he was like as like a hit. Uh, yeah, so which he many was people this, say like, is a complete lie. So. Right. So, but in his in his memoirs, that's he swears up and down that this is true. Yeah. Um. So this this is a film. It's written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by George Clooney. Uh, I didn't know it was written by Charlie Kaufman. Like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And it basically is the telling of Chuck Barris's life, assuming that everything he said is true. Yeah. Um. And it's really great. I, I hadn't seen it in a while. It's interesting because this is the first movie that, that George Clooney directed, um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty positive it is. Yeah. Um, it is. And it's funny because it's it's a lot more um, showy than his later films are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and part of that is because it's a Charlie Kaufman script. Yeah. But there's so there's some weird stuff in there. But it feels kind of like you know, if if you were an actor and you were going to direct your first film, yeah. um, you'd take all the stuff that you really love and cram it into that film. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, of like, 70s noir shots and that kind of yeah. stuff. It's, it's just... But it's a it's a cool film. Both Sam Rockwell and Drew Barrymore are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, the scenes where the two of them are together, like the Scrabble scene, is just... It's just brilliant. Yeah. Like, the two of them are... I, I I never really appreciated I in most things I don't really appreciate Drew Barrymore that much. Yeah. Um but in this movie she's she's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's amazing in E. T. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew that's where you were going. Um so yeah. I figure I haven't said anything in like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. Um Yeah. Uh, uh oh, uh and then the very last thing is that I did finish Orange is the New Black. Uh, which is the Netflix show about women in prison. You actually finished season three. Scissor me yes. timbers. Uh, so I did finish season three. Um, that show, I really like that show. Um, it's it's interesting because they're, when it starts, uh, so it tells the story of this woman uh, named something, Piper, Piper Chapman, yeah. Um, and she goes to jail because of something she did when, like 10 years earlier or yeah. eight, nine years earlier. Yeah, like yeah. it's just barely still, it's not still really power for life, life anymore, but it's coming back to honor. So yeah. So like basically when she was in college, she had helped this Don't drug cartel. Lot, yeah. She had helped this drug cartel and nine years later, she goes to jail for it for 18 months. Yeah. Um, and she's this very like, um, uh, not, not, not necessarily straight and narrow, but she's a, a normal 
generally good person. Like who, in like the first episode, it looks like she and her husband are going towards like white picket fence kind of life. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, and her husband is Jason Biggs. And I remember, so Ryan's wife, Laura, told me to watch a show. And I remember texting her as I, as soon as I finished the first episode. And I was like, oh, man, if they, if they, if they screw up Jason Biggs and, or they, like, go make him have an affair while she's yeah. in jail or whatever. Yeah, well, dude, he's a pie fucker. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to really hate this show because they, yeah. especially early on, they make him into this, like, Dan Connor-esque, like, super yeah. lovable yeah. fiancé. Um, and so I am, I, it starts off and I'm so rooting for yeah. them to, yeah. for, or at least for him, for that stuff, for that all to keep working. Um, and what ends up happening is like, like a very watered down version of breaking bad where like over, over time yeah, yeah. she slowly, like you just start seeing everything that's actually wrong. Like her being in prison magnifies all of the things that are sort of wrong, wrong with, with her. her. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is its own statement of probably what prison actually is. Yeah. Um, one of the, th- the things that keeps bothering me about the show is that it's, it's a you know, pretty low-security prison. Um, yeah. And every episode, they do flashbacks to the women who are there and sort yeah. of tell their story. Yeah. Um, and there, there are a couple times where I'm like, really? Like, what, does no one deserve to be in prison? Yeah. Like, all of these people have, like, these really, yeah. you know, sympathetic stories um, and that's not always true. Uh, like eventually, I mean, some I, of them like, are like you get out. they should be in prison. Yeah, but the majority like, of them they make them I think a bit too likable in yeah, some cases. So. Right, I agree. Um, and then uh, oh man, Taryn Manning is in this show doing like an even more messed up version of her character from from Hustle and Flow. Yeah. Um, and at first don't like her much at all. Yeah. By season three, she's maybe the most lovable character. Yeah. Um. She, Piper, Piper, Piper Chapman is like the least interesting person to yeah, me I mean, by like the third Everyone's season. always said like as each season comes out, you care less and less about Piper. So. Yeah. Um, like she, it, it, it turns into more of a comedy where she's yeah. involved. Uh, especially because a, a lot of the things, a lot of the plot lines with her, when they tie a knot in one of her plot lines, yeah. they don't start a new one. Yeah. And so by season three, I don't even know what she's doing in the show. Yeah. Um, which is bizarre. It, feels, it, it could sort of like about it was her show, yeah. And then by the time, like by the time you finish season three, it's more of an ensemble thing, right? Else, so. um, and by the by the end of that season, I really like the ensemble. Like, yeah, they yeah. they, they make do me, a good. Jo- I mean, we were saying like to make them too likable, but at the same time, making me do, like them makes me like the show. Like, yeah, you want. There's a lot more, of women so. in this in this prison that I'm really rooting for. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kate Milgrew, who played Captain Janeway, uh, plays Red. Who early on, Red is like this. Almost over the top, sort of cliche Russian woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like but a stereotype, or whatever. Throughout the seasons, you Does she learn drink a to lot of vodka. Uh, no, she doesn't drink Wait, a Russians lot. Russians don't drink vodka. That's stereotyped to me. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Um, I think in her flashback episode, they. I guarantee you, in her flashback episode, they do. So. Maybe all the she potatoes. Does, yeah. Is her best, boyfriend right? named Yuri? Because that'd be awesome. Uh, her husband's name might be Yuri. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. So. Right? Yeah. Um, and her story is kind of interesting because I think they never explicitly say it, but I think that she's in prison because they found dead bodies in her freezer that yeah. weren't hers. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty good one. Um, but uh, her story is just fantastic, and I I love that character yeah. so much. Like she ends up being one of the people I'm rooting for the most. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, I mean, like, if you look at, like, the first season, like, the first couple episodes, and then the last couple episodes, it's, like, the people that you really hate are the ones you end up liking, and yeah. the ones that you love in the first episodes, you kind of realize how fucked up they are. Right, Like, so like the, uh, I can't remember what her name, like, the Brooklyn accent girl who has, like, she's the one who's, like, the driver. 
Oh yes, yes. Like because oh, like she was Lord so like Leon one, then you find out. Yeah, like, she seems so balanced, and then she just out, she's goes like off the most, rails. Yeah, most fucked up characters. Like. Yeah, um, it's a it's a great show. I mean, yeah. it sounds like lesbian show to me. I was gonna say no, it's chock full of nudity left and right. Yeah, okay, I'll see it. Watch um, it. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, it 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 it's good. I I, I think it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, you know, I I enjoyed my time with it, though it is really hard to watch because I feel so defeated, defeated. Because yeah. every episode is at least an hour long. Yeah. And so you watch like it. An hour and a half, so. Yeah, you watch it for an hour and for for three hours, and you're like, wait, I only finished a Two. third of a yeah. season. Like, what the hell? Oh man, I mean, it took me over a week to watch the show, and I didn't have a job. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Uh, anyway, um, Daredevil on a that's an hour long. Yeah. I did that in a in a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. I think it's, anyway. it's definitely in like the top five Netflix shows for me. So. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, it's impressive that like that channel has or that that that, that thing brand, I guess. has so much good content though. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's what they're definitely striving. Well, they're for raising the time. prices again, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Great. They can. <laughs> I I don't care. We're, I'll still, we'll pay still pay for it. So no. I know. I don't. Even, is it, so I don't even notice. Like, I don't either. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I get that taken out every month. Meh. Yeah. Right. Like I I would. The, the thing is. Their original content is still, even at the price point it's at now, their original content is still icing on the cake. I, I mean, know, they the st- Ridiculous Six. <laughs> yeah, not Well, they just released ridiculous. the trailer for the new one that he's doing, so. Yeah. Uh, the do-over. Funny. Yeah. That, I remember watching that trailer and actually thinking it looked better than the Ridiculous Six. Well, to be fair, remember. the trailer for that one is, like, I think 30 minutes, 30 seconds long. So. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Maybe. I mean, like, it also uh, helps that, like, Netflix, they put, like, new content out almost every week now. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt came out this week, and I've been watching yeah. through that. I remember in, like, November, it was literally every week. Like, it was, like, yeah. you got, like, Mr. Show, then Jessica Jones. Oh, Then yeah. there was, like, a third one that came out, too. So. Yeah, that's right. That was good. That was a good time. Cool. Anyway, that's uh, what I watched. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw The Jungle Book. James, should people see The Jungle Book? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really love this movie. I haven't seen the animated version in a long time, but as it started, I was just like, uh, watching through it, I was like, oh yeah, this story is amazing. Shere Khan is, is fantastic. It was a really great adventure. I definitely think people should check it out. Um, and I do want to say before, you know, we always talk spoilers, like after we play the trailer, um, there are a lot of people who are going to be like, oh, I know the story of Jungle Book. We are going to talk about something in this movie though, that you may or may not know is coming. Um, so be aware that there are actually going to be spoilers that we're going to talk about. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Henry? see the movie. Uh, yeah, I think you should see it. I mean, I was very skeptical about this film. I went with kind of low expectations. Between this and Cinderella, I'm pretty on board for whatever like, live-action stuff they want to make next. So, yeah. Brad? I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, no. This well, Brad, is... Ryan, you're now obligated to say that people shouldn't see it. So, oh, yeah, no. Just to give it balance. Um, now this movie is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, the the little boy who plays Mowgli is really great. Yeah. So um, the 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 special effects in it blow your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, the movie's fun. Uh, here here's a trailer for the Jungle Book. Yeah. can't learn to run with the pack one of these days you'll be someone's dinner i can't help but notice there's this strange odor today man is forbidden (laughs) 
longer safe for you. But this is my home. Only man can protect you now. Poor sweet little cub. What are you doing so deep in the jungle? You are a man cub who wants to live in a jungle. How do you know that? Kid, I got ears. My ears got ears. Only I can protect you. Forget about your worries in the strife. What's that? That's a song about the good life. We'll stop at nothing until he has this boy. If anything happens to that kid, I'll never forgive myself. Let's be on our way. But I'm helping Baloo get ready for hibernation. Bears don't hibernate in a jungle. Not full hibernation, but I nap a lot. So, the, I mean, the basic story is the same as Mowgli is raised by wolves. And eventually he gets too old. Or he gets, uh, no, I don't know what the word is, but... He, well, he, like... He gets old enough, and then Sh- and Shere Khan knows he's there. Yeah, and Shere Khan's a dick. Yeah, dude, Idris Elba is awesome in this movie. Uh, I forgot what an amazing villain he is. Oh, like, because yeah. I I really haven't seen the animated version in a long time, yeah. and watching this one, like, he's, a, he's it was, a little more evil in this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, but just the fact that like for a kids villain, it's not just. You know, he's not he's not the the evil witch who's like, oh, you're pretty, and I'm gonna kill you. Like, no, he actually like hates who you are and what you represent, and he knows what you represent more than you do. Yeah. Like, as a villain, that is such an amazing. Uh, well, what they do to story uh, is they they build on the story where um, when there's a drought, they all go to this. Yeah. watering hole where you know peace is there so everybody can enjoy it right and that's when you first meet Shere khan yeah. and he's talking about what an awesome scene too oh yeah he's t- he's smelling oh he smells mowgli and he gets he's like prowling and he said that when the waters return i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna kill that boy is basically what he says yeah and um so passage of time the water comes back and the wolves say you know mowgli you know um what should we do with him? And Mowgli volunteers, says, I'll go back. You know, I don't want anybody to die. Yeah. And they say, okay, thanks, Mowgli. And they have Bagheera, who's Ben Kingsley, who's great in it, um, take him back. But what's badass is Shere Khan shows up, and he sits down. And what's the name of the uh, Akita? Yeah, I think it's Akita. Uh, like the leader of the wolves. And they have, like, this really cool, like, they look like animals, like, yeah. so perfectly. And he's like, and they're having this nothing. conversation not looking at each other. Yeah. It's so badass. I guess we have nothing to talk about. And then Shere Khan, like, bites him in the head and throws him off the cliff. You're like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. And he talks about that, I'm waiting here until he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Idris Elba. He's so awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, I mean, the rest of the movie, it follows pretty closely the mm-hmm. the cartoon. But they, they turn it a little bit. I mean, there's little yeah, things in it. That, there's... I, there's, I think actually it's cool that they only did two songs. And I think the two yeah. songs that they had to have. Absolutely. I th- and I think the way they build the songs in is really good, right? They, yeah. it, it feels very naturalistic, you know? So, I mean, 
Bear Necessities is there because it's like, oh, he's a bear and he sings a song, and then they sing the song together, and it's it's playful and wonderful, and it's just built in really well. The Louis one though is oh yeah awesome. Well, the thing uh... and and he does it at first. It seemed weird, like really you're gonna have Christopher Walken yeah. do this song, and it's because at first he's he's not even really singing it. Like as no, he he's... starts wandering into the song it's like he's just reading it like poetry and you yep. like, this is so cool um and, and that, that, that seems incredible too because such I, a villain uh, man what they you know i think a lot of people forget because king louis on tellspin and things like that is everyone thinks he's kind of like this lovable ape and yeah. he's not and even in the original right. movie he's not a nice guy no yeah. um yeah. and this one they instead of making him orangutan they make him some giant king kong style monkey yeah and uh gigantopithecus yeah and it's uh it's pretty awesome (gasps) oh it's so cool yeah Um, Uh, just that whole scene and it's interesting too because you uh he's the king because the rest of the monkeys can't communicate right but king louis can communicate right and he all he wants is fire because uh, they realize how dangerous it is mm-hmm. and they you know they mentioned that a few times uh bill murray as baloo is really good um lovable yeah, um yeah i mean the whole the whole honey sequence is is pretty fantastic oh yeah like him and the and the the other animals as there as the other animals oh, show yeah. up oh he found another one. Oh, really what was it's yeah. <laughs> so good even um, I, like uh when scarlett johansson as ka uh, i'm like should i be attracted to her <laughs> because <laughs> right? she sounds like so yeah. sexy uh, yeah uh but that that <laughs> seems really well done too yeah um and, and it's shot beautifully favaro does a great job uh, silhouetting Mowgli a lot of times with the jungle in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like too that, uh, in the Disney version, you know, Mowgli decides to go to the man village because, uh, he sees a girl mm-hmm. and this one, he decides to go to the man village cause he wants to kill Shere Khan. I'm like, nice. Yeah. Um, it's weird because that, so that's the thing that I sort of alluded to where the movie ended and I sort of like, I leaned back in my chair and was like, wait, am I okay with this? And I'm still... I'm still not entirely sure. Um, yeah. Like, leaving him in the jungle, it's it's weird because there's a lot of layers to this, right? So so on one, on, on one hand, if you told the story where he still ends up having to go back to mankind, well, three weeks ago I went and saw Zootopia, and that can't be, that can't be the story you tell. It can't be that, no, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a boy, a man cub, so he has to go live with the, with the humans. Um, but I also love... The melancholy ending of the of the oh, original, yeah. where he's like where where Baloo and Sher- and and uh, Bagheera have to let him go, and he realizes that that's what he has to do in order to grow up and to to become the person he's supposed to be. Um, like that that ending to me is so beautiful. Yeah. But then to not have it here, where everything's sort of happy, mm. I was like, oh wait, but but that's not. That's not my junk, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's really, and I, I see it both ways, because I think the yeah. story they tell, that's the ending. Yeah, I agree. And that's where it's supposed to end. And I'm sure this conversation is a conversation that they had in the writer's room who knows how many times. Yeah. Uh, because that's not a little change. That's a, no, it's a big one. That's a, that's a big, uh, yeah, big difference, right? To not have that. But it also, if you were going to make a sequel, mm-hmm. it's a really good way to make a sequel. Greenlit. Um, yeah, and they should. Cause, they should. Yeah, I would love to and see it. And it made $100 billion this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the movie is spectacular because you're trying to sell me on talking animals that look like real animals, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was my biggest, like, 
skepticism of the film. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no too, way that's too. going to work out. And it, I think it, they did pretty well. Like, oh, I, Yeah, I, I mean, you you still know when stuff is CG, but the difference is you get emotion out of the characters. Oh, like you, yeah. you get what's going on under the surface even when they're not talking, well, which is what you needed to have. I think it's the actors that do it, too. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lupita, what's her last name? Yango. Yeah, as his as the mother wolf is amazing. Yeah. Oh, they have so that good. scene where she says, you'll always be my son, is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then you know it's it's sold on a little boy who's probably yeah. acting against a green screen the whole time. Yeah. He's Are you so kidding good. me? My favorite moment with him and actually when I was on board with him, I mean he's pretty cute throughout it. Yeah. But there's a part where Bagheera's taking him back and they're in like the like the prairie lands. He's like, Wait a minute, you told me to stay here. Uh-huh. And then he's like but this is the jungle. You said you were taking me back, but you found me in the jungle, so you you can't be taking me back. You're taking me somewhere. Like he, yeah. he, he hits the comedy there just right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm like very like hard on child actors. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm the person that told Jacob Tremblay to go fuck himself on this podcast a couple, <laughs> like, couple episodes ago. Um, I thought he was. I thought this kid was really good. Oh yeah. I think John Favreau is a great director for actors specifically. Mm-hmm. I think he can do a lot, everything. Everything else really good too. But I think he really knows actors really well. Yeah. So yeah. Because, you know, again, I think it's so impressive because this kid is probably acting against, like, tennis balls. Yeah. Or, I, I mean, I don't, maybe they have the actors doing yeah. motion capture, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't think that... I think it was, like, one of those things, like... I think I read somewhere that was, like, it was John Favreau talking to him, like, mm. the entire time on the green screen set. Yeah, that's But, that's I mean, really the fact impressive. that he was able to, like, distinguish, like... He can, I think, like, I think he said John Favreau played every single character. Wow. And I thought, like, that, even, like, with that, that's impressive that that kid can distinguish the tone oh, yeah. for each person, so... Yeah. Because yeah. even the part where he stands up to Shere Khan at the end is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cool. It's weird because, like, that action scene with the with the fire is really good. Um, I, I guess I, I need to go watch The Jungle Book again. Because, of course, it, changing it doesn't make it any different. But I was expecting the, like, the, the, the firefight in the tall grass, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember how beautiful that was, that when it didn't happen, I was slightly disappointed, but what I got was, was awesome, right? We like, also didn't get the uh, vultures as the beetles. True. Oh, right. They were, they were straight up vultures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was Mowgli. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the hugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, no, it's a fantastic it's pretty great. film. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Henry said, you know, last year when you, you told me that Cinderella was going to like, whatever. <laughs> and then I, I got it on Blu-ray, uh, I think on Black Friday because it was one of those sales. Yeah. And I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah. all Cinderella wants is to be loved. <laughs> and her dad died. And Kate Blanchett is beautiful in this film. <laughs> but she's also a bitch. <laughs> it's funny because, like I said, I, I haven't seen the animated one in a long time. But as soon as it started, mm. and I'm, they use the exact same music from the opening sequence. That's, it's not really anywhere else in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's that like cool jungly kind of music. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh right, I forgot Jungle Book is amazing. Yeah. Well, they um, and they changed the like the Disney logo and everything. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. It's pretty great. That's the thing. I was taken off 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 kilter there because I was just nerding out over like, oh, I really like the style of the of the. Of the the castle there and the way they did the firework that looks really pretty. It's like a painting. That's cool. And then the music started. And I was yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, it's a really well done. I'm film. in for something. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the thing they have is though. I mean, Kenneth Branagh did Cinderella, and then they have Jean Favreau do Jungle Book. Yeah. So are they going to have the so, Russo brothers or Joss Whedon do the next ones? Like yeah, they're they're just going and getting all the Marvel directors. Even so. Malefic- <laughs> Maleficent did really well, but 
the reason it's not quite as good as a director. Yeah. Cause I mean, that project had a lot of problems. Um, yeah. yeah. So I've, what's their next live action one? I don't even know. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's right. Who's supposed to be directing that one? Yeah. I remember. I yeah, didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Is it Emma Watson Bell? Yeah, Emma Watson. Yeah. That's what worries me because. Nah, she's good. No, well, no, no, no. I, yeah. Seen, I think she's good, good in Harry Potter. Everything else I've seen her in, I've been very disappointed by her in. So. I think, well, I mean, I think she's done a lot of like, I'm, do, I'm, I'm coming of age. These yeah. are, you know, like the the plot of the movie itself yeah, is yeah. what actually puts me off from her character. Um, Someone, uh, I think, uh, what's his name, who was uh, in The Guest and was in Downton Abbey? Dan uh, Stevens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to play... Uh, <gasps> the oh, Prince? that'd be good. The Prince, I think. Oh, I think so. And then they just do a, like a big CG beast? Yeah. I'm down. I, 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 I'll be honest, I would kind of like a, a partially... Uh, Animatronic one? Yeah, like a partially... Um, like have a dude in if a suit, pull that off, dude, and that then mix it with CG. Yeah. That movie is going to be huge, man. Shit. Is Beauty and the Beast one of the most beloved Disney movies of all time? I'd say so. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. Yeah, the director of there it was a period too, of time where it was my favorite. The director of it did Kingsley, Dreamgirls, Gods and Monsters. Oh, okay. Oh, so. good Dreamgirls. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill Condon. Yeah, Dan Stevens is playing the Beast. Oh, he also did I think Twilight. That sounds great. Oh, Boom. that's right. Yeah, he did Breaking Dawn Part Two. What a dog shit movie this is gonna be. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe the maybe maybe the Beast will look like like Wolf Boy. Yeah. The Beast the Beast will find uh, um, oh, will find Belle out in the woods and be like, I need to show you something. You just start so taking his clothes right off. This one has a good cast too. Oh, Owen McGregor plays Lumiere. Um, Luke, Luke Evans plays Gaston. Stanley Tucci is in it. Ian McKellen. All right. All right. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. No one's tough like Gaston. Oh, he directed Mr. Holmes. All right. I, he won me back. Bill Condon, good on you. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure if someone offered me lots of money to direct a movie I knew it was a piece of shit, I'd still do it. Oh, yeah. No. I mean... <laughs> Shoot, I I, I, uh, I paid money to go see those Twilight movies, so you know, know. between the two of us, I'm the bigger dum-dum. Mm-hmm. It has two writers. One did uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. The Rock other one did Hercules with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's exactly the kind of mix that I want. <laughs> you, get, you got the uh, coming-of-age teenage drama, which, right. which I think is pretty good. Yeah. And um, action. Right. Yeah. So maybe that one dude for Hercules just wrote the fight with Gaston and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully hey. Gaston throws a horse at him. So. Oh, dude. Maybe the Beast throws a horse at him. I'd oh, be okay with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Because doesn't the Beast, like, kill the horse at the beginning of that movie? Maybe. I don't know. I can't, I've not seen Beauty and the Beast in a long time. I, remember. I, don't, I don't think remember. he does. Whatever. Anyway. Um, um, hope they do the brutal death of Gaston in this one. Oh. Uh, he throws him on hey, Kellen. No, no, bud. But Dad, I want to break everything. Um, but yeah, Beauty and the Beast is is just fantastic. Or uh, not Beauty and the Beast, um, Jungle Book. That we and then saw after that, week, I think really they're good. doing Little Mermaid. So I think it's the next one they're doing. Oh, after, so. weird. Because that was the one that cast uh, Moretz I guess as I, Ariel. I so. didn't realize that this was. Uh, oh, uh, maybe well, that, they're, they're making maybe two Little it. Mermaid films. She was in one of them. I can't remember what the other one was. So one of them is a universal film with the adaptation of the original okay. story. And I think this that sounds doing... that sounds more like something with Chloe Moretz in it. Now, I don't think Chloe Moretz is in that one. Though. Okay. Did you see the Red Band trailer for Neighbors Two? It looks really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm no. For it. I, I, it I liked Neighbors. Awesome. I want to see Neighbors Two. <laughs> um, 
the uh, I didn't real. I guess I didn't realize that this whole thing was like a thing though, where they were going to go make live action versions of everything. Yeah, but I think Cinderella uh, was like their first one, like first real attempt, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we uh, can make money on this, and so they did it. So. Yeah. When are they going to adapt to 101 Dalmatians? Hopefully, uh, they soon. did. They already did. <laughs> playing close. Yeah. yeah. So they Cinderella's not uh, the first. Uh, yeah. uh, Hugh, Hugh oh, Laurie, dick. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Uh, next yeah. week we're seeing Huntsman, the Winners, Winners War, that's, Winners uh, Tell, Winners. Uh, that's something. too bad. Did any of you guys see the pre-screening? I hope it's. I hope it's good. Uh-uh. No, no. Yeah, no. Because Amo did a pre-screening of it, and they had like Chris Hemsworth doing a Q and A afterwards. Nice. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't um, think it was out of town. So yeah, I mean, I I hope that movie's good. I don't know. I I I loved the like the the visuals of the last movie. Yeah, after we watch um, it. Yeah, I don't know. But it's also it's not Rupert. Rupert, what's his face? No, it's uh, the director. He, I think it's like one of his first films. If it's yeah, not his first, it's, it's I think film. he was a co-director on the first one. Or he something. was the oh, uh, okay. visual effects guy yeah. on the first. Oh, okay. One. So All right. He's a he's a huge visual effects guy. He's looking yeah, the other day. Well, and the visual he's... effects were what was awesome about the last movie. Yeah, so. so All right. But so, cool. I mean, unfortunately, Kristen Stewart's not in this one, so we're gonna have to see. But... Oh man. God. So real guess, bummer that she's yeah. not returning. So yeah, I mean, the fact that they replaced her with. It's actually f- like three of my favorite female actresses is, you know, God. it's funny. They uh, really ashamed. I was reading a review of it and they said that Snow White's in it, but you only see the back <laughs> of her head. So someone plays Kristen Stewart playing Snow White in it. I don't think that'll be hard. Yep, you just see the back of her head. It's just a wooden plank. Yeah. Can you can <laughs> you dress. can you tell from the back of her head that she's also not happy? <laughs> Man. That, yep. That lady should smile more. Yep. But uh, Emily Blunt's in it. I love her. I know, right? Emily Blunt and and Jessica Chastain. Yeah. How do you not How do you not go see that movie? And, and they're both kicking ass all day. Like right? I I want that movie to be badass. I mean, Charlie Theron in the first one's really good. Oh yeah, she's great. Hangs out in all that milk. Ah, uh, milk. Ah, uh, naked milk baths. Yeah. I drink the milk out of her naked Whoa, bath. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, okay. My new short's out uh, if anyone wants to watch it. so Yeah, no. I Wait, saw your short. Go watch my short, please. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Don't. I don't care. Wait, so. yeah. Well, what? why don't we tell us what the name of it is? Oh, right. It's, it. it's uh, Neat, spelled N-E-E-T. Uh, look it up. Uh, what does what does neat stand for? Uh, hi. It stands for uh, not in education, employment, or training. Right. That's right. Okay. Yep. Can you say that again? Because I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it stands for not uh, not for in training. No. no. Not in employment, education, or training. Yeah. Not in employment, education, or training. Brad, okay. you're the worst multitasker ever. <laughs> so, no, he, he can even recite it. Yeah, I mean, two tries. He um, made it. He also he also has. What are you sneaking around for? Because uh, he likes to party. Come here, buddy. But yeah, it's a mockumentary about. It's kind of I used it as a way to deal with like my struggles taking a gap year. So it's about that. So, and then there's sci-fi elements of it as well. So, and where can they watch it? Uh, you can watch on my YouTube channel, Creative Hell Entertainment. It's also on my Facebook. You can, I, I don't think I block anyone on my Facebook, so you can probably find it even if you're not friends with me. Hi! Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's out. And then also, if you're curious about my feature, we have one more film puzzle to deal with, and then we'll probably be out late June. Cool. So. Yep, and I'm the star of that, so make sure you yeah. check it out. Cool. Please. Pivotal role. The pivotal role of three lines. Yes. Cool. Henry, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Till next week. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. 
you want to call us? 720-6Nerds5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.